So by taking inventory of the property and how it looked like beforehand and having inspections every 45 days, they're actually violating their lease if they're not taking care of the inside if you do it right, which means that you can hold them accountable to fix it or get the hell out. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Big Fat Real Estate Checks. I am uh, your Phyllis leader, Marco Kozlowski, and I'm joined today with Gabriel Araish and Frank Galuccio, where we will be discussing today yet more fun things related to how to buy real estate using none of your own money, developing skill sets that will allow you to use none of your own money, I should say, because you bought things at the right price, have the right team in place, and know exactly what to do as things go right, left, and sideways, zigzagging around, which is all part of the fun in this business. And today, we're going to give our final, perhaps semi-final, uh, chime and chirps on tenants and what do they do if they destroy your place because i know in different areas you have different remedies first we'll talk about what happens in canada where we're all from if a tenant destroys a property what the heck we can do and what our remedies are in the united states if the same thing happens because there are different remedies based on different geographical locations and we can discuss them now i should say it's not a matter of if your tenant will be destroying things it's a matter of when your tenants will be destroying things. Well, but actually, maybe we should start with why would they destroy things <laughs> before before you get into the ultimate mystery. Uh, why are you breaking my shit? <laughs> you know what? Uh, well, tenants, you know, they obviously have their minds of their own and they they do shit that you can't explain. So I don't know if that's a good start to this podcast and explain why people do shit because we'll be here forever. But I know I had some incidents where, you know, yeah, tenants well, got a little bit irate and started going on a rampage. You know, some of them, usually it happens when we post a three-day notice. So just going back to our other podcast is, you know, when they're in arrears and rent and we post, we have a policy. Everyone knows there's nothing that we're not transparent about. So we tell them if you're late on the third day, you're going to get notice. And when they do, they take offense to it. And that happened a few times where we posted the three-day I know Marco at the park. I don't know if I told you even this. I don't tell you half of the shit that happens at the park. But when we posted the three-day, they knew they were on their way out. And they caught the um, kitchen on fire. And they said, it just caught on fire. What are you going to do? I'm not paying. So they used it as an excuse. So going back to my first thing, why did they do it? So this guy, or this couple anyways, they knew they were in trouble. They were in arrears. They got posted a three-day notice for eviction if they don't pay. And they caused a fire per se. So an accidental fire, let's call it. So this way they can go back and have a defense for the three days and say, hey man, you know, I'm not paying because I can't even cook in my own place. So I need some kind of credit. That's basically what happened there. So they did catch it on fire and, you know, in circumstances like that is, listen guys, you either got to have insurance or you got to call the cops immediately. And that's what we did in this case. We, we called the police immediately and we charged them with arson. Like that's clearly something that was done intentionally and maliciously. And they could have put a lot of other people in danger by doing so. So that's my take on that one anyways, at least one example. So how did you know it was arson? How did you know it wasn't an accidental fire? <laughs> well, because uh, the it, match it, and all the gasoline that was around yeah. the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering why I saw about the racetrack getting all the gas. No, I, it was clearly like all of our 
electrical things. You can clearly see what happened. He left the pot on and uh, because the fire started underneath the cabinet. So it was clearly intentional because it wasn't electrical. If it was, it wouldn't burn the cabinets above, right? It right, would burn right, right. in the wall first, but it didn't. Yep. Yeah. Well, if there's a crime that's committed, you can actually claim it on your insurance. And that's why insurance is so important. And your deductible on your insurance, if you do things right, is like 500 bucks. Uh, could be a little bit more, but it's around 500. Our deposits, our security deposits are 500 bucks. So technically, it costs you nothing to get things fixed if you do things right. So you have the insurance, the deductible, and if it's a crime, if they destroy the place, trash the place, in fact, anything over $1,000 is a uh, felony in the United States. So you actually can charge them and they can go to prison or get charged with a felony, which means they can never be president if they're living in your mobile home park and cause a felony. Oh my God, if you're Canadian listening to this, you're like, what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, and for those who don't know what I'm talking about, it's, you know, if you own property in, at least I want to say in Montreal, I'm not sure, maybe Frank, you can tell me if this happens in Ontario as well, but in Quebec, you own property and an eviction notice is almost, it's like a request to a tribunal to be able to evict someone. So there's letters that go to your tenants. They're you know well aware ahead of time, 30, 60 days. And that's if there's even a court date that's announced. So in the meantime, yeah, I mean, they can break shit, they can do whatever they want. And well, there's almost nothing you can do. And to add insult to injury, we're not even allowed to ask for a security deposit in Quebec, it's illegal to ask for one. And in fact, if you ask for one, they can actually take you to court and then, you know, have you get some sort of sentence for it. So in the case that you just mentioned, you know, if it's arson and proven, then that's a crime. But, you know, in the insurance, if you're insured, it's going to be considered a fire and there's a deductible. But again, whatever that deductible is, you're going to have to pay out of your pocket because there's no such thing as a security deposit. And Ideally, if you're actually in the process of evicting someone, then chances are they haven't been paying. And in Quebec, that's at least three months of non-payment for you to end up in the situation of court. So not only do you not have a security deposit, you haven't collected rent for at least three months, maybe sometimes longer. So I still don't understand why we own property here. Three well, months is bananas. <laughs> like, how do you pay your mortgage in three months? Like, it's insane. And you're in Quebec specifically. Sorry, Frank, for interrupting yeah. you. You have to use the leases from the Régie... Uh, du Logement. Du Logement. Régie du Logement, Colin. And it's... So it's the government <laughs> rules. You can't use your own lease. It's... There's, it's, there's rules on increases. In fact, hey, even if right. I bring in a new tenant, I have to tell them what the last tenant was paying on the lease. I got to write that down. So if I want to go from 800 to 850, I got to write that it was 800. And they can actually contest the 850 because it's too high of an increase. I was just doing a webinar on this, and it's really funny that you say this in that, you know, you're allowed to increase rents. Like, you can't do that. I'm like, what are you talking about? You can't increase rents. I'm like, how? what? I've never, you know, I forgot that Quebec is so terrible. Or And I thought we had you know, a democratic society. Yeah, That's like, crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, that, this is why I like the U.S. is because actually you just mentioned a few things, Gabe, because in the U.S. we charge for the first month rent, the last month rent in case they do uh, leave. And a security deposit. So if shit does hit the fan, so for instance, and it's usually the same amount of the rent. So if the right. rent's a thousand dollars, we'll charge thousand dollars for the first month, thousand dollars for the last month, which we'll keep as a credit, and a thousand dollars security deposit. So if something like they burn down the kitchen or whatever the case is, you can use that thousand dollars security deposit as 
You can use that money, those funds, to pay your deductible, like Marco said, to pay your insurance to get a whole new place done. So it's crazy that, you know, you think we live in a democratic society and then shit like this goes down. I never heard that. Again, I, I don't have anything crazy. You're not even allowed to request post-dated checks. You understand that? Like uh, That <laughs> I knew about. Post-dated checks are illegal, which it's crazy. If uh, they but, offer them, you can take them, but you're not allowed to make it mandatory request or request them. Yeah. Well, so, you're not allowed to post checks in the U.S. either, by the way. Really? They can't give you post nope. checks? If someone gives me a post check in the U.S., if I give anyone a date, a post check, I can deposit them all because a check is a check. Once it's a promise to pay, you can't post okay, so here It's a very Canadian thing. A post check in the U.S., I was giving people post checks, like three post checks, and then they cashed them all. I'm like, what the fuck? I just gave you three <laughs> checks. You can't cash them all. And they're like... You gave me three checks. I deposited three checks. So I went to the bank and said, the dates are wrong. You know, like, I'm here. I am like, I'm going to get you. Yeah. And like, sorry, checks a check. It's deposited. Doesn't matter if it's post dated. So why is there a date line it's on a mistake. it? mistake. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, in the U.S. Yeah, good to know. Well, banking, I don't know if we've even had a, have we had a banking in the U.S. versus Canada? Have we uh, had this discussion? No. I don't think we did, but that I think would this be a great, be a great podcast, but it'll only be relevant to Canadians, but holy shit, I have some war stories on Canadian banks, but anywho, yeah, so, post so, checks, no, you can't take that in the U.S. No post I'm sure there are landlords that do it, and, you know, but you can, you know, I don't want to make anyone, hurt anyone here, but you could take all the checks, put them in the bank, and they'll most likely go through. Yeah. Well, listen, it's going back to whether the tenants deliberately destroy shit or what we do is we do a regular maintenance because some tenants they don't intentionally destroy things but if there's a leak underneath the just say the sink, sink or uh, they'll just put a rag over there and just tie it up and, and it's just leaking and you won't notice and then you know two months go down the road and all of a sudden now your cabinets underneath your base cabinet is destroyed. ruined your floor is destroyed so mm -hmm. that's another form of destruction to your property and that's why the important is to have your manager do a maintenance check, go in, change a filter, do something, and you have access to your property. And if you give your tenants 24-hour notice, like it's in our leases, it's in our yes. leases. Yes, <laughs> they, yes. You give notice and say, we're doing routine check and it's always gonna be on you know this, the last Tuesday of the month or whatever it is, here's your notice that we're coming in. And that's the reason you do it, is to prevent things like that, where, because some tenants just don't give a shit, it's leaking, whatever, man. I'll put a rag in or put a bucket or whatever the case is or the, the leaks roofing and they don't tell you anything and it's going to cause more destruction than not and don't just tell them that you're going to do this in the lease you know do it <laughs> like i get it done send your manager in that's part of their routine you know they can pick a couple of units every week to go into and that's just part of their their weekly routine yeah and the leases have every 45 days you can go in without you know they with uncontested so if they're there or not there we're going to give them notice that we're going to be there but every 45 days you could do an inspection check and specifically when you're dealing with section 8 tenants that historically and i'm not saying that all you know section 8 tenants are bad because there's a lot of, of amazing ones out there that really do take care of their things but sometimes you know there's they get rowdy and any tenant can get rowdy punch a hole in the wall and they say well the hole was there you know and they're destroying the property on the inside so by taking inventory of the property and how it looked like beforehand and having inspections every 45 days, they're actually violating their lease if they're not taking care of the inside if you do it right, which means that you can hold them accountable to fix it or get the hell out. And if you evict someone in a Section 8, they're going to the bottom of the list for free housing or subsidized housing. So they become very compliant if you actually enforce the boundaries that you have. So any damages can be actually remedied by the tenant, which is really what we're talking about here in this example of having the right language in your lease 
So you hold them accountable and you say, this is what it was, this is what it looks like, and you tell them in advance. It also is a, a ritual when they first sign the lease and they initial every little section, saying this section here, which is, should be done by your property manager, very important ritual, it says, you know, we're giving you the, this in excellent condition, there's going to be a checklist of things that need to be fixed for the first 30 days, so make sure this is fixed. So we want to fix absolutely everything, but we're going to be doing inspections every 45 days after that. And if anything is not perfect, you're going to have to fix it, or we're going to have grounds to evict you. And it becomes a very compliant client at that point, and it's really, really good. So you can stave like some mass destruction, like fires, or we've gotten tons of bullet holes, dead bodies. Although that's the ultimate form of littering, really. Yeah, you know, very encouraging. Uh, bio has, you know, it's expensive. Well, the bio, I had, we had one, Marco. It wasn't a murder. It was a suicide. And the biohazard to clean up blood. It's expensive. Uh, oh my goodness, Lord. It's it's a lot of money. We're talking thousands of dollars. I think it was excess of $5,000 to clean that one up. Uh, too bad for Ron. It was a nice guy. He had some issues. Go back to what you said, Marco, because I think Gabe mentioned this on the previous podcast where you have a walkthrough yeah. inspection when you move in and they take everything off and they make sure everything's in good condition. But the inventory is important because we had my other property had people that were swiping out the LED lights and certain things inside the unit. And they're like, hey, the lights don't work. And I was like, what the fuck? How many light bulbs are we going through and, and different things within the units? Like even simple things like the faucets or whatever and and that's what made me realize they would swap out a faucet just say you had a mowing faucet whatever they would literally swap it out and say this one's not working it's leaking because we never had an inventory of that mm -hmm. so having an inventory of things yeah people use you know i once tried to swap out the window unit the air conditioner window unit yeah we obviously mm -hmm. knew it wasn't ours it was a total different make maybe wake up and say you know what we should put in that unit we should know the serial number for each appliance correct, correct. And, and everything in there to avoid that so that's another way of you know getting ripped off actually I have a horror story around that and uh, we we're buying a mobile home park and the maintenance cost on the ledger when we were buying this was insane and so I went in as a not as the buyer but I went in as someone to look to rent to the manager that was there and he was bragging that the old man that owned the place had no idea you know what you can do here just to get a few extra bucks is just say that your air conditioner is not working he's going to buy you a new one and then I'm going to take an old one that doesn't work and then I'm going to put the old one where the new one should be I'm going to sell the new one and we'll split the cash so the guy's bragging that he's literally screwing the owner on all maintenance repairs and he's literally just confessing mm. but he's actually just bragging and I couldn't believe it and the guy's 80 years old he can't afford it the guy's crying because he can't make ends meet and I felt so bad I was really pleased I was able to take care of it buy it address legally this guy's scam but the whole every tenant was rotten because of it so mm -hmm. I wanted to buy it just to help out this old man because it just wasn't fair the guy was they were killing this guy sweet guy had no idea how to handle people and he was just really being screwed and uh, sadly this old man really trusted this guy so again that that form of fraud and thievery can be really rampant if you don't have the right people in place I don't think we have a podcast on that yet making sure you have the right people in place but we can add that to the list somewhere so that's unfortunate because the same thing happened to me they were not only swapping out like i said the ac unit but some of them were actually taking not in their own unit they were taking literally the floors that we would put in in the next unit so if we put in floors in the next unit like laminate they're usually tongue and groove where you, you slide one into the other one mm -hmm. you know you go back the next day and they said the manager says hey man all the floors are gone 
I realized later it was the maintenance manager that was taking that shit because I had another person on the property as my spy. And uh, they were saying, no, 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 he's taking your material out of the property, making it look like a theft, and he's doing another job. That was our maintenance manager. So it's not just the tenants. You sparked something, Marco, when you said that about your tenants that they were and your manager. Uh, you got to be really careful. And sometimes you want someone to take a look at your manager, uh, a third party, just to go there. You pay him, a, you know, a couple of things and a couple of bucks just to go out there. A secret shopper, and that's what yep. was going on with our maintenance manager. He was taking shit from our from our rehab projects because we were rehabbing each unit, and mm. uh, you know, little things were missing here and there. Like I thought we had more tiles. No, no, no we don't have no more. So I must have took them, uh, which was him anyway. So you definitely got to be careful. So, so how do we prevent it? Because this whole podcast is preventing it. So and how to deal with it. So let's perhaps we've gone on a lot of different tangents yes, here, absolutely. which is very unusual for the three of <laughs> oh, us. Of course. We always stay on track and we never go into crazy mode. For well, me, I have that. Well, oh, go ahead. sorry, Gabe. Go ahead. I was just going to say we addressed, you know, preventing while well, the damage behind the properties were the checkups and Yes. The walkthroughs and all that. I mean, and you hit it. I mean, I don't know if you want to do this in another podcast, but having the right people in place is the only way to prevent things like these two horror stories that you guys talked about that I have no clue how come you guys have so many of these, but it's insane. Like to take a faucet and try and steal that. That's, you know, there's one thing about keeping inventory on, you know, air conditioners and refrigerators and whatnot and stoves, but to start, you know, kind of having an inventory of your faucet and all that, that's, I don't think I even have that on my list. I'm gonna have to add that. So thanks Frank for your, I guess this is item what 216 on your list yes item, item 216 of the, the <laughs> spreadsheet of that spreadsheet of the spreadsheet within we're, the spreadsheet we're down to the screws in the wall but if they take screws out of the wall we know it's our screw that's funny. so but yeah yeah having the right people is the only way to prevent this and that's not easy you know it's property managers we've been through how to pick them I didn't want to stop you in mid-track. I was just going like this. Hey man, I, that, oh, time sorry, out. You're like, you're like that's time out. Like, that's okay, time out. I'm not touching. Time out. Not touching. I thought I froze. I just, no, you didn't even freeze. I thought that I was froze. That I froze again. I was like, no, not I again. Was, <laughs> I was just doing this. If you're just listening to this on a podcast with no visuals, we have hand signals for each, you know, for things. So, I, hey, I want to say something. You want to say something. And I did a new signal, which is this, which is Gabriel plays soccer. And it's like the timeout. And I it's, wasn't trying to say that. It's universal. What I was trying to say is, let's do this on another podcast and not go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. That's all I was trying to say. So, sorry, Gabe. That's for okay. Totally ruining your focus. I apologize. It's all good. But basically, you have the right people in place. And yes, we will address this on another podcast. <laughs> Because actually, it's I think it's a great topic. It, and, it is. Uh, t- uh, tune into that. You know, it's neat how we think of ideas. Frank, I know you have something to say. I can see you like shaking. Well, no, just on the preventative. Just well, you can't prevent stupid. Like you can try to mitigate that. But with our maintenance manager, what we did is we hired. I hired an inspector. I think I gave. I told you this. I hired an inspector in the city. They do property inspections, so I got them to come out every two weeks while we're rehabbing to take a look. Uh, to see what was going on, to make sure things weren't missing, and to make sure things are being done properly. So that's one way to mitigate it. Another is, listen, I cap. I have managers' accounts. So even if the managers in cahoots and they're trying to pocket something, I have a managers' account where they only have like five hundred dollars flush fund in there. What's so far? I'm missing something. You, I'm missing you, you said I cap. You said I, I have a manager that I cap. Oh, that uh, cap. No, I don't cap shit. No. <laughs> 
Okay, we gotta edit that shit out. That's that's Frank After Dark. For those that want to subscribe, click that, the button below. That, which is in white. You can't see oh it. We don't cap no one. We don't decapitate anyone here. That and I kind of thought that this was another podcast. <laughs> I thought we were talking about the the tenant damage, not damage yeah. to people. Oh no. my god, that, that is tenant that, damage. Yeah, that is tenant damage. That's the oh other way God. to mitigate them. Just get rid of them, guys. No, uh, don't do that. I don't condone that, at least not on this podcast. Oh we God. don't condone Frank that. Too. Same here. <laughs> but, but we're not decapitating or removing people's limbs. Capping people's asses. We're not capping people's asses. No, anyways, that's one way I would do it. Are you going to prevent it 100%? Absolutely not. So I'll just burst everyone's bubble now. You can probably reduce it, but you're not going to... There's no foolproof thing no, to get. You got to control. Controlling it is what it is. Mitigating your you Yes. And if you have the right conversations with the right people at the right time, they're going to know that you know what you're doing and they're going to know that you can't be fucked with. And that's really the, the, the beginning is prevention, right? The best lawsuit is lawsuit prevention, never getting into a lawsuit to begin with, never evicting. As we said, uh, the best way to. To evict someone is never even get into a position where you're getting someone that's going to be a bad tenant, so mitigating those risks. Same thing with you know with what we're discussing today. So if you have the right tenant with the right rituals, with the right people in place, you're really going to lower that and uh, set the expectation that we're watching, we know what you're doing, we're looking, we know, you know we're going to be able to tell if you're trying to pull a fast one on us. It's still going to happen because Murphy is a partner whether you like it or not. We have two partners all the time, the IRS and Murphy, both humping our leg every single day waiting for something to happen. And you have to be conscious of those two partners because they're your partner. And if something can go wrong, it will. And uh, if you know what you're doing, uh, Murphy becomes goes from boogie monster to small little flea, but they can still bite and still itch and still scratch. So I think we nailed enough to cover for today thank you both gentlemen again if you love this series please like it love it download it share it subscribe and uh, tell all your friends or frenemies so we can spread the wealth spread the word help others uh, achieve financial independence and freedom with skill sets not money you don't need money to make money you need skill sets to leverage other people's money in order to make as much money as you choose for the rest of your life thanks guys appreciate you both and of course the listener thank you very much because if it wasn't for you we wouldn't be doing this. So thanks again. Take care, guys. Have a great day. Bye for now. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to getdealsbytuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.